Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Toast It Today. I am your host, Danielle. I'm here solo this week. Well, kind of solo, I guess. Um, Taylor is moving back to Boulder. Today, she flew out. Her car is being shipped there, and so she was very busy this week packing, getting her life in order. She had a friend in town as well, and so I took the duty for this week, and I have a very special guest with us today. Um, kind of a random guest, I guess you could say, but his name is Alex Lebedev. He's a pro tennis player. He played collegiate tennis at the University of Notre Dame and as a lot of you may know I adore tennis I love tennis and Alex is actually staying with us for the week at my family's house so figured I'd have him on it'd be a pretty cool guest for you guys he's got really great insight on life and tennis pro pro athletics especially and he's just a really cool guy so without further away Alex you want to say hi thanks Danielle for having me this is my first ever podcast so that's pretty awesome <laughs> Alex, can you give a little elevator pitch about yourself? Like, where are you from? Your life story? Not your life story, but... Yeah, so I was born in New York, um, born on Long Island. Uh, I spent the better part of the first 15 years of my life living, living under a rock. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, you were playing tennis. Yeah, playing tennis, uh, just just training, doing, uh, doing that kind of stuff. Um, and then I started traveling a lot, playing uh, internationally... Um, and then I got recruited to go to Notre Dame, like you said. Um, spent four years there. No big there. deal. Low-key yeah, flex. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But um, and now I'm traveling. Uh, you know, COVID's um, got the tennis tour kind of on a on a hiatus, you could say. But but I've been training and uh, traveling for, for like the last year and a half, you could say. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah Alex um, is staying with our family right now. He met my family back in January. Yeah, so right? I, I stayed with you guys. Uh, there was a tournament here in Rancho Santa Fe, and uh, they were nice enough to, to house me and to let you, me in. Yeah. You and came so, in the day I left to go back to yeah. school, and I was very sad you about so it. I was so mad. I was like, okay, so I'm going to fly home next weekend. Yeah. But no, and then he there's a tournament up in Newport Beach this yes. weekend. Yeah, yes, so. so I'm commuting back and forth, and it yes. uh, starts tomorrow, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, well, by yeah. the time you're listening to this, um, hopefully he's won or he's done well. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he's staying with us. My friends are like, he's your living best friend for the week, because we just... We've been chilling, watching, been watching ch- Shits Creek. At oh night. yeah, we're getting Thai food after this. Oh, it's we got perfect. Chipotle last night. It's perfect. Great time, you know. But anyways, thank you, Alex, for giving me your little life spiel. And <laughs> <laughs> hardly a spiel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but let's get into our little life updates here. So I'm just gonna do mine. We like to do this every single week. Just sure. to update the listeners. Sweet. Um, so mine is I'm going through Zoom recruitment polish right now for my sorority very annoying i have to say but love my sorority whatever i wake up very early for it and i take these calls from my bed alex is staying with us so you know it's been a good time um eating a lot of good food watch that's creek with him i'm getting another person to that show which we'll hear about and then when you're listening to this on monday it is my first day of senior year of classes i'm a senior at the university of colorado boulder if you wow. have forgotten i know senior. i i literally remember like moving my mom moving into me into my dorm room three years ago like it's kind of weird but um, starting classes, I'm all online, um, and I'm back in Rancho Santa Fe. I'll be here for the fall. If you didn't know, um, actually, my friends, speaking of Boulder, a lot of them think we're going to get sent home within, like, the first week because there's thousands of freshmen, like, partying right now in all the fraternity houses, and it's just not safe whatsoever. So keeping everyone on my thoughts in Boulder. But, yeah, Alex, how's, do you have any life updates for the podcast? Life updates? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm here. It's it's beautiful here in San Diego. No, it's the worst heat wave we've had in like 20... Oh, yeah, the heat wave in well, San Diego. Look, I, I stay with my coach in Palm Springs, so okay, but the like, weather here is a lot better. I feel bad when I'm like, I'm so hot, because no. I'm like, yeah. No, it, we are going through like one of the worst heat waves in history in California right now. It's been at least 90 degrees every single day. Absolutely terrible, but yeah, I guess for the, you, you gotta put on like your parka and your like sweatpants yeah, at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in Palm Springs, it never even gets below 75. Are at you night, serious? So, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. So, oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wait, but, okay, kind of random. Speaking mm. of this, I'm just thinking of this because everyone is so different. So, do you like sleeping hot or cold? I don't oh, know why. Freezing. Okay, good. That's the only freezing, way you can do it. I used freezing. to be a counselor counselor on a sleepaway camp on an island, and I always had to face the ocean for the ocean breeze. And, like, Ooh. my boyfriend and I both always have to be freezing when we go to sleep, which is why, like, sleeping yeah. in the same bed can be hard because, like, body temperature. Right. So we always have three fans going. Yeah. You, I have yes. to be freezing. I have to be freezing. I don't yeah. get people. My roommate, my sophomore year, had had to have the room at least 75 degrees. It was, Ooh. I know. It was terrible. Yeah, anyways, I don't know how we got on that, but yeah, any more life updates? Any more life updates? Um, well, maybe thinking of uh, starting tournaments back up in the, at the end of this year. Uh, we'll see uh, if they um, if they have tournaments in the U.S. It's all, you could say, uh, contingent on the, the U.S. Open happening. My friend uh, just arrived there two nights ago, and, and everything seems to be going when smoothly When is he starting there. to play? Um, the 20... 9th or 30th oh wow yeah it's coming up quick does he yeah. feel safe there right now like does he feel like you're yeah, doing a good job yeah. with protocol like every everyone's super bubbled he's still in his room actually oh he speak. hasn't left no has he been able to practice or anything no not until he gets the negative result oh wow yeah. so that's they're super crazy. super strict about it if anyone breaks the bubble they're disqualified so oh that's good though that's, yeah they're taking yeah. it super seriously yeah okay that's really good go to go usta yep we yep. like that but yep. <laughs> if you're done with your life updates like let's get into what we yeah. are toasting to this yeah. week um, Alex, why don't you start us off? I'm toasting, well, like I said, being on my first podcast, and uh, I'm toasting to my set of matches this weekend. I've been training a lot, um, doing a lot of physical training here in San Diego with this uh, cool guy. Uh, shout out to Dr. Tommy John. Um, Creator of the Tommy John surgery, correct? He's the son. The son, The okay. son of, of, the, of really the famous cool. pitcher, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And uh, we've been doing a lot of good stuff, so... You just started a new training program, didn't you? Right, with yeah. him, yep, three weeks ago, and it's, uh, you know, starts when I wake up, ends when I go to bed, so it's... He's uh, always working out, like, I don't know, last night I got <laughs> Chipotle for us, and he didn't eat until, like, 8 p.m., he was yeah. working out. I mean, good for you, man. I do my one hour a day, and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to lay on the couch all day now. Tommy's got me working. I mean, it's nonstop. How do you feel with it? Do you feel okay? I feel good. Like, it was a shock in the beginning, but, um, but I'm getting used to it, you know? I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty intense, but it's, it's kind of like tennis. You got to stay present and, um, you just have to get it done, you know? Um, is it a lot of body weight or like free weight or machines? Mostly body weight, which is, which is what I really like about it because, Sometimes when you get into heavy, heavy weights and you're doing that multiple times a week, it, especially if you're not doing it with the, base, the best form maybe, can hurt your knees, it can hurt your back, can make you stiff. Yeah. And, and as a tennis player, you have to be like loose and mobile and free. And so I feel like this really works well for me. That's awesome. I'm happy yeah. for you. Thanks. So thank yeah. you. I am toasting to my work being done early and the weekend. Um, if you guys didn't know, I have an internship. I just started about a month ago with a podcast network and it is a lot of work throughout the week. I love it, but it's definitely um, some, it's also completely from home on your own time. And so it's a lot about like self diligence 
and I really like having my weekends free for like my friends and my boyfriend and just like being with people I really like to take advantage of that and so I always try to get my work done by um like Friday morning and so I actually got my work done on Wednesday afternoon because I have a birthday party tomorrow mm. and I just really wanted to like it's also my last weekend oh my gosh whoa is there a ghost that was the wind <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> Alex is like whatever um that was Alex guys but um yeah so I have a birthday party tomorrow and also it's my last weekend before school starts yeah. so I really want to enjoy my weekend as much as possible and so I got my work done early and I don't know about you but like I guess for you it's way different because you don't really have like a work schedule mm. or like days off essentially because yeah. you're always kind of working but like yeah. that moment I submit my podcast for like Monday I'm like oh I can breathe again like huge sigh of relief because po- the podcasts for my internship are due on Wednesday night and Sunday night but I always get them in Tuesday and Friday because just like I don't like waiting till last minute to do things yeah oh my gosh hi we're recording what's wrong Sorry about that, guys. My mother interrupted us. Um, yeah, so I got my work done early, and the weekend, I don't really think I have any, like, super exciting plan. I think I'm surfing on Saturday. That's cool. Yeah, my boyfriend's really into surfing, yeah. so he's trying to get me into it, and we're going with one of my best guy friends. Tomorrow, I have a birthday party from one of my best friends from high school. Sunday, I honestly think I'm just going like, to lay around with my boyfriend and, like, watch Netflix or something, but mm. I'm just excited for a laid-back weekend, but... Sweet. Yeah. And Sweet. then, what is your goal for the week, Alex? You know, I'm looking at this, and 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 you you had you you made a little note. You said your goal is to be present with yourself, and yeah, honestly, my goal is similar to be present in my upcoming matches. I've been reading a lot of, um, you know, you could call it new age uh, spirituality philosophy books, and uh, they always talk about being present and and how you can enjoy life best when you're when you're not so absorbed in what's to come or what's happened, and when you can just lock into what you're doing, and so. Yeah, for me, staying present is key as well. That's awesome. I think that's very prevalent with both of our lives in different scenarios. Like, as I go into my last year of college, I'm thinking, I mean, I was talking to you about this, like, what am I going to do when I graduate? Like, am I going to get a job? Where am I going to move? What's going to happen? But then, like, my friend was telling me, she was like, you have your last year of, like, college before you enter the real world. Like, don't stress about that. Like, look forward to what you can have, but don't focus on that entirely. So I'm sure it's, like, similar to you with your matches. Absolutely. I have this match in a month, but, like, I focus on the present and today. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, is it, do you ever think it's hard getting ahead of yourself? Because I know when I play recreational, like, no stakes tennis, Mm. I'm always thinking, oh, like, it's 40-30. Like, if I just get this point, like, I have the game or whatever. And, like, I just, I always flop. And, like, when I think in that mindset. So does that ever happen to you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it even happened today. It happened yesterday. It happens all the time. I mean, it's something, it's something that never goes away, but you just get better at dealing with. Mm -hmm. How do you deal Um, with it? Yeah, like, you just have to keep reminding yourself. You have to... You know, go back to your training, you know, when your coach is telling you, oh, you know, Alex, uh, take a second here, go back to your towel, recenter, refocus. And uh, it's just like awareness, you know, like self-awareness. And it's like it becomes a habit. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess with that being said, you kind of led into what my goal of the week is to be present with myself. I guess I kind of just explained it. But recently I've been focusing a lot on my future and what's to come and job prospects my internship like what am I going to do with my life I've been having a lot of self-doubt I express this to you I express this to my boyfriend I express this like all my express this to my best friends like I've just been really in this moment of self-doubt with what I want to do I even said this like a lease on the phone last night I think like we were Mm. talking about our career paths yeah 
but I'm just very uncertain in what I want to do because I love my degree and I'm so grateful for it and I'm so passionate about what I want to do but it's also such a hard field to go into that I don't know if I want to do it right off the bat and what I want to do and how I want to incorporate my love for so many things into one thing so it's definitely just like something I'm learning to cope with and deal with and I'm trying to make it a positive thing like I have all these passions like how can I combine it into one and my boyfriend last week I was like telling him about this and he was like I was explaining how I've always had a love for photography but I never pursued it like paid or professionally or even like not even professionally like did it for a little money I always did it for free and he was like we'll start tomorrow like you always you're a great photographer you have so many samples like start a portfolio and start it now and I was Mm. like you're right like there's no time like the present especially we have so much time with COVID-19 like I'm literally at home most of the day right so that was just something like being present and kind of sticking and just knowing that the future will happen and everything happens for a reason so Speaking of which, well, not really speaking of which, but Alex, do you want to go on to your mantra of the week? This is like our quote or something we're kind of living by. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, I've been reading uh, Mark Manson. Have you ever read some of his articles online? Well, he's like this popular, you know, like writer, blogger online. He has a a cool website. What does Um, he talk about on his website? Talks about all kinds of things. I mean, he started out back like 10, 15 years ago talking about like dating advice, but but now he's moved on to like life philosophy, like like talking about current events, and he's just like a like a very well read, like, uh, cool. like seasoned writer. You could oh, say, that's awesome. yeah, yeah. And so he, and then I, I I get his newsletter on Mondays, and he and he made this interesting point. He said sometimes the the best things about people or the best things about situations are also sometimes the worst situations. You know, talk about if you look at someone who's always very like organized and meticulous and is always on time. That can sometimes become their 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 Achilles heel too, because they become obsessed with being on time and mm-hmm. conscientious and all those oh, kinds of things. Oh, that's a very good point. Or someone who's like very lax, and you're like, oh, I love that guy, he's so chill, or I love that girl, she's so chill. And but sometimes they can be a little too chill. That can also be their 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 weakness as well. The best things is always something maybe sometimes the worst that's things. Such, so interesting. Interesting, right? Yeah. So 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 talking about like being present and self acceptance, like I think I think that's something to think about. You know, sometimes our best qualities uh, we tend to maybe overthink and they become our weaknesses too. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean um, something I've talked a lot about here is my struggle with body positivity and body dysmorphia. Um, my eating disorder I've struggled with for like about eight years now. Um, and that's very true that I was so obsessed with being healthy mm. and like being the healthiest I could be and being skinny that it literally led to like my demise. Right. So that's a really good point you made. And like I'm sure with tennis, like being so obsessed about one thing could also like ter- make something else in your game worse. So. Right. Or yeah, any 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 obsession, you know, can 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 turn on its head, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. I really wow. I'm, I'm like now thinking like in everyone in my life. I'm like, all right, what are they obsessed with? And like. How is it their flaws? Well, I'm like yeah. thinking about that in my Isn't head. Isn't that interesting? That's so interesting yeah, to think yeah, about. Like, yeah. I can think of one of my friends, for example. Um, she's always the life of the party, like the most fun person to go out with, have a good time with. Like, I have never had a bad time with her. Uh, but then I'm also like, she wakes up at, but then it's like she wakes up at 1 p.m. and like doesn't like often forgets like morning plans and stuff. So that's very interesting you point that out. Exactly. Yeah. And like, there's something wrong with that. Like, a part of a friendship or a relationship or anything in life is accepting the flaws and even like with yourself but that's right. just very interesting right yeah yeah so my mantra of the week is a little self-love i was going to do a solo podcast this week on my self-love journey but again alex was here and i was like i think this would be way cooler to not just hear my voice for an hour oh, well, thank you <laughs> <laughs> um and my mantra for this week is at some point you have to decide to be the woman you've always wanted to be so this again goes back to the future i'm thinking about i've really been stressing about it lately and i don't know why i think it's because 
I remember I met someone a few months ago who told me they got their job, their postgrad job in September of their senior year. And I was like, I don't have any interviews. I look like I literally haven't researched anything. Um, but so at some point you just have to like put your mind to it and do it. And it's yeah. a lot better said than done because yeah. like with that photography example I gave, like, all right, I'd have to set up a website. I have to get clients. Like it's so much work and it's easier said than done. But you also, just, if you want something, you have to move for it and go for it. And so for sure, yeah. that's kind of something I'm living by this week. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. And so then we're ending off our little rundown here with some media we are loving of the moment. <laughs> um, I'm a big TV gal, as you guys know. I actually watched a new movie today I have to put on here. But Alex, why don't you kick it off with some shows you've been loving? Um, well, Lisa and I have been watching House of Cards. Sorry, I should introduce Elise. She's my girlfriend. We've Sweetest been together. human. I met her on the phone last night. Yeah, we've been so together kind. for uh, two and a half years almost. And, and we're, we, we, watch, we, we do long distance. Uh, we're dating, so... Uh, we watch TV at night and we watch House of Cards uh, for the last, you could say, what season? Are you three, guys on? four months. We're on season five. Oh my god! Wrapping do you things guys, up. Uh, yeah. You guys don't do Netflix party, do you? No. You need to do Netflix party. Uh, you you've mentioned that, it's, right? I did it today with my friend who lives yeah. five minutes away, but we watched a movie on it, mm. and it's so nice because it's a Google Chrome extension. It's like when they pause the movie, it pauses for you. There's a Perfect. chat room, and we Facetime when we watch. So it's so nice. It also keeps you really focused as well. Right. So right, I yeah. really like Netflix Party. I recommend it. It's just awesome. a Chrome extension. I'll send it to you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I never awesome. watched House of Cards with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I know. It's 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 tragic, but I, I gotta say his acting is incredible. It's, it's incredible. All the actors and actresses I've in never House watched of Cards that show. are so so good. Did do you, you know? Do you know the woman who's in Forrest Gump? Um, um, Forrest's uh, wife. Uh, that's the main actress in House of Cards. That's Claire Underwood. Isn't hold that amazing? On, hold on. I'm looking this up. Momentary pause here, people. Alex, her name is... Um, hold on, where's her name? Robin Jillian, Wright? Jillian... Um, Jenny... Robin Wright, exactly. J- uh, Jenny Curran, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's Robin Wright. Yeah. She's so good. She's okay, so Okay, I good. didn't know she was on there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Did you ever watch Scandal? It was on ABC. No, no. Oh, is it similar? I don't know. Scandal was, like, about Olivia Pope, and it started out as, like, she had this group of people that would, like, I don't know, they they were considered, like, the gladiators of Washington, D.C., and, like, Mm. solved all these cases, but then it kind of turned into, like, a political drama, but I bet it's a little similar. My parents loved House of Cards, though. That was, like, one of the first Netflix originals as well, like, one of the big Netflix shows. Back in, whatever, 2013? Yeah. That's crazy. 14, yeah. Gosh, I really can't get into many Netflix originals. Yeah. I've only ever watched Outer Banks, I think. Money Heist is another good one. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. It's on your list. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a Spanish, uh, it's, it's, it's originally in Spanish, but they have English dubbing and English subtitles. Don't you speak Spanish? Oh, a little bit. I, you know, I studied it in high school, so whatever I can remember <laughs> yeah, is what exactly. I speak. Yeah, But, um, yeah, Money Heist is super cool. It's about a group of, uh, robbers who actually don't technically rob a bank. They, they, they hack into the, uh, Royal Mint of Spain and print money. And keep all these people hostage while they delay the police and, oh, and wow. try to escape. Yes, it's super interesting. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, not similar at all. We talked yeah. about Prison Break, which right. is another great Love show. Prison Break. So good. So good. No one knows the show, but when everyone, you know- <laughs> please do yourself a favor I think and watch it's on Prison Hulu. Break. I want to say the thing is about Prison Break. If you don't know the show, you're like, what is that? But if you've watched it, like oh. you love it. I've never met someone that was like, that was an okay show. You know, so at least at least never got into it. Oh, she, she would always trash it. Elise, oh my gosh, I'm gonna Instagram DM her and be like, Elise, let's go. 
I'm sure you'd rewatch it with She'd her. She'd always make fun of me for watching Prison Break. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's how yeah, that's how one of my shows on this list is with um, yeah. my boyfriend. But um, do you have any other shows you want to talk about or movies? Well, we've been watching Shit's Creek this this past week. Guys, we, guys, Danielle's I did, got it, me into I did it. it. I usually never watch comedy, but this is this is I don't a fanta- either. It's a fantastic show. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I really Dan. I mean, David is like my favorite character in the yeah. entire world. Yeah. I don't think you've met my best friend Megan, but we say we're Ale- she's Alexis and I'm David, and Ooh. like it's so true. Like she is the Alexis to my David. So funny, you guys. I talk about it every week, but like you need to watch that show right unreal, now. Unreal, unreal show. Yeah. All five seasons on Netflix. Season six, the final season, is coming out in October. You and Ali should watch it together because mm. it's a very stress relieving show as well. Like it is. two episodes, and you, like you just feel so calm after yeah. and happy. Right. Makes you laugh. Great TV show. Yeah. Also, brief intermission. I don't know why I've thought of this. Register to vote, you guys. Election is coming up. I registered to vote the other day. Don't know Do why it. I thought of this. Please register. Regardless of your political affiliations, don't want to get political here. But it's important, if, especially if you can vote. Back to your programming. Um, do you have any more things you want to talk about, media-wise? Books, music? No, no, no. Why don't you give it a go? Okay, so I'm just a big TV gal here. In the past few weeks, I... So I like to consider myself a movie connoisseur. I really consider myself an underrated movie critic, but I'm really bad at watching old classics. So over the weekend, I had never seen Goodwill Hunting, and it was Ben Affleck's mm. birthday. And if you know me, you know Ben Affleck is like my crush, like my celebrity crush. Like, do you know what a hall pass is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like Ben Affleck is my hall pass, yeah. essentially. <laughs> so I was telling the boyfriend, I was like, yeah, like if I meet Ben Affleck, like he is my hall pass. He's like, that's fine, go for it. Yeah. So over the weekend, I was like, we have to watch Gone Girl. Have you watched Gone Girl? Great movie. But he was like, no, you have to watch Goodwill Hunting first. So fantastic movie. I Super never watched. Yeah. I see the hype. I love Matt Damon. I didn't know they wrote it either. Yeah. That's really and Rick Robin Williams in it. Right. So so crazy to watch. I always I don't know. I always feel so weird watching prominent actors and roles they played before they died. Right. Like it's just so weird to me. Right. I don't know. Or even like you mentioned, like Kevin Spacey, you know, like oh, you know, yeah. who knows if we'll ever see him in a TV show or a movie again and like oh, watching yeah. him in some of these classics, like it's crazy. Well, it was a Harvey Weinstein production as well. Right. And so I remember I was like, Oh my gosh, like Harvey yeah. Weinstein. Um, it's just crazy to me. Yep. But, yeah, so I watched Good Will Hunting over the weekend. Fantastic movie. I started Euphoria, which everyone and their mother was telling me to start, and I honestly didn't like it. Have you watched that show? No, but everyone on Twitter loves it. Yeah. Oh, Twitter. Oh. Love Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter memes are underrated. I'm sorry. But I watched it, like, half of the first episode. It was very vulgar and, like, nothing wrong with that, but it was very... So the concept is a teen drug addict, like Zendaya. Um, and it's very well made. The acting is really great and the effects and everything, but it's almost like too real for me to watch Ooh. because I'm like, I, I don't want, like, I don't want to watch a 17 year old like overdose and go to rehab and like struggle with cocaine addiction. And like, oh. I think it's very realistic and it's very important to have those shows on there because this is what happens to millions of people in real life. But I watch TV as an escape from the real, real for world sure. in some ways. Not, so, not to be drawn back into the real world. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And so I watch that and like, it's just like if there's rape involved or sexual assault like it's just really real and raw and it's incredibly well done but not my cup of tea i have to say yeah um the oc guys a classic show i've told you to watch this i tell everyone to watch this watch some this week and then gilmore girls my mom and i have gotten into that i've watched it a bunch like four times i think throughout and my mom has never watched it throughout so we're watching that together right now but alex is here this week so he takes my tv time at night but (laughs) that's it for my media of the moment and now we're going to get into our you good 
Yeah. Okay. We are going to get into um, so Alex's tennis career, his life. He's a very interesting person. We had a really good talk on like Tuesday night in the kitchen, and I was like, I have yeah. to interview him. Like, he's so good. And then you guys sent in a bunch of really great questions on Instagram. I asked you guys about. Um, I don't realize how many people who played tennis followed me on Instagram as well. I feel like my Instagram handle is Tennis Health Fitness. So oh. if you like tennis, I don't know. Yeah. But so great questions from you guys. And Alex, can you kind of start us off by talking about playing college tennis? How did it happen? And go from there. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, and, and again, thanks so much for, for having me on and for, and for you know, giving me the time. Um, well, thank you for giving me the time. I you just got home <laughs> from practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So playing college tennis, I mean, so I started playing tennis when I was three. My sister, uh, my sister played college tennis. She's, she's like uh, 12 years older than me. So I didn't what, know she played tennis. Where'd yeah, she play? Yeah, she played at Siena College oh, in, in yeah. upstate New York. Okay, I have a friend you know? that went there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. So when she was in college, I was you know, growing up and, and training, like starting training very intense and all that stuff. So I kind of, you know, you could say I followed her, her path, you could say. Um, and when I was 15, uh, I made this decision. Uh, I'd been playing a lot of local tournaments in New York, a lot of national events, but um, my coach at the time was, kept pushing me to, you know, branch out more, expose myself more, like, like um, compete with with other players besides the ones in in New York, and so uh, I met my my coach, who's uh, my coach today, Tom, uh, when I was training in New York, and we decided that'd be best for me to move to online school. Which now yeah, with, with, cor- with coronavirus, of- it's like I'm like wow, I used to do online. You school. were ahead of like, the curve. I, I was ahead of the curve. I mean, you were on. a trendsetter, Alex. Like you predicted this. Come on, I mean. Give, give me that credit. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Where's that trademark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make uh, billions off that. Though. If you were like, <laughs> uh, sorry, the creator of Zoom right now yeah. has to have other stock, uh, like billillions of dollars. Oh, continue. for sure, but. for sure. So, so yeah, we decided to do online school. I did Laurel Springs, uh, 11th and 12th grade. Up until then, I was just like in, uh, you know, normal high school. Um, you know, I would go to school and then have practice after, like pretty, pretty typical. Um, but then, you know, in the 11th grade, we started traveling a lot. Uh, we traveled all over the U.S. We we went to Europe. We even did a week in Asia, in Japan, which was yeah. I'm really lucky. My parents gave me this opportunity, and Tom was with me 24/7. Um, so it was fantastic. I learned so much, and I matured a lot. Uh, it was really important for me. So then, um, I think when I was 17, or yeah, had to have been 17. I was playing the the biggest national tournament in the U.S. and um, the coaches from ND saw me play one of my matches and uh you know they emailed me we started talking and i, I visited i love the campus i love the environment i loved uh, honestly everything about it i was just so blown away by uh by by that school by by the stature by and by the fact that it was also a really really good academic school and obviously the football tradition all of those things were super impressive and and i'd made the decision i think even almost the day after I started 11th grade or, or, or a month after super super quick to um, to, to commit to ND and um, I graduated in 2019 oh yeah. wow did yeah. you tour any other schools no so yeah I had this like little list you know Tom wanted me to make a list of uh, you know places where I'd, I'd like to go and um, do you always know you wanted to play college tennis yeah, I, well my, my dream has always been to play pro and to, and to give this my best shot so but when I was 18, you know, 17, 18, it's like that time where you have to make the decision uh, between college or pro. And um, 
at the time it was just it was just not right for me to go to go pro right away we had been traveling two years um and i needed i needed something else i needed uh a taste of the real world you could say i needed to step back from tennis a little bit and 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 my parents were are very big on on me getting an education and stuff like that so looking back it was it was definitely the right decision that's awesome Yeah. yeah you moved out when you were 15 well, I guess uh, you could call it moving out, but I started living with Tom basically, and we would travel was, all over. Was so. that a hard adjustment for you, so young? Um, you know, not not so much. I mean, t- Tom took me in, and he he had trained other kids before, and he had they had stayed with him in the past, so he was really used to being kind of like a coach and also a parent. And he was he is he's so experienced, and you know he's he knows so much, and he knows. Uh, basically the the ins and outs of everything that have to do with tennis so it it wasn't it was an easy transition it wasn't it wasn't a shock in any way okay that makes sense yeah it was i think it was harder on my parents actually really why do you say that yeah because you know my mom and my dad were so used to having me home you know i would play in new york i would play national tournaments and i would always come back home and for now all of a sudden to have me be in california three hours difference um you know seeing them maybe once every couple of months was uh, was more of a shock for them yeah. I guess that prepared them for college, though. Yeah, it did. It did. It did, yeah. <laughs> um, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, it's fine. Oh, so when you got to Notre Dame, can you mm. describe kind of the process of the tennis team there? Were you were you a starter immediately all four years? Well, or? so, yeah, the, the coaches were hyping me up big time, and uh, Adam, the coach who recruited me, was the assistant, and, and Ryan was the head coach, and, you know, they, they gave me a lot of confidence saying, oh, yeah, you're going to be great for us, you're going to play, but... Um, Second month into school, I uh, had a devastating accident with my bicycle, and um, what happened again? Oh, it was just uh, I had been I had been riding recklessly on campus for you know a couple of weeks, and and I was always in a rush, a hurry from here to there, and one night on the way from dinner to study hall, uh, mandatory athlete study hall, not not the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was I remember it so clearly. It was the day before um, the USC game with with ND. Oh, you know, yeah. everyone everyone always oh, looks forward to that. Game. Yeah. It was the day before fall break. Oh, it's it, it, it was a Thursday night and at Friday I had no classes. So so I'm I'm in Did a hurry. Did you have to go to study hall that I night? I was already <laughs> late and I'd been late a couple of times so I didn't want to get on their nerves again. And so I, I was rushing over there. Did they take attendance for this? Oh, yeah. And you would get, like, penalized. Are you serious? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the athletes actually showed up to mandatory study hall. No, but credit to them. I mean, they, they, they made us at least put in the hour. So we would, we had some 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 good habits, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I was running late. And so I was in a rush. And then just super bad luck. Like, uh, another girl was also, like, speeding. And it was dark outside. In South Bend, it gets dark at, like, five o'clock in October so so that so it was the lights were dim and I didn't see her coming and just collided and was she okay she was fine yeah she was fine but my ankle uh, yeah got ripped up so I had to sit the year out and and uh how and was that on your there. mental health would you say honestly like I always tell you this like at the in the moment it was devastating but looking back, it was like the best thing that could have happened to me. Really? Can you go further? I, deep I was. That? I mean, I was failing my classes. I was. I had the worst habits. I mean, my first grades on my calculus uh, exams were forty-five and fifty-four. My first test back in my psych class was sixty-nine and seventy-one. Like awful, awful. And I was used to being a straight-A student in high school 
taking AP classes. So for me, that was, it was it was horrible, and my, my tennis was suffering. My habits were bad. I wasn't sleeping. It, it was it was new for me, you know, traveling with with Tom for two and a half years. It was just us, and all of a sudden to be thrown into a, a college environment was was a lot for me. And I was really tempted by you know everything college has to offer. So. Um, looking back, the, the ankle injury helped me get my mind right with school, helped me get my habits in order. Um, obviously, tennis had to take a back seat, but, but I really took the, the rehab process really seriously. I did a great job, and, and honestly, my ankle today feels you know, just as good as it did before my injury. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll kind of get into this, but do you, like, you've had moments in your time yeah. as a tennis player where you felt like you needed something else in life, and mm. we'll get into this and everything because we yeah. talked about it, but... Do you think that focusing just on tennis was bad for your mental health per se? Or do you think that, I mean, it was probably good for your playing ability, but do you think it was like the best for your mind? I mean, yes. So, so like that, that, that quote that I mentioned, right? Like the best things are sometimes also the worst things. So I get like, I tend to get very, very invested and very like involved and very, you know, you could say obsessed, you know? And so that's a great thing because it, it motivates me and, it, and I'm always saying, oh, what, what can I do more? Do I need to work out more? Do I need to hit more serves? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? I'm always thinking about more, 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 more. And I think um, that's great, but sometimes, you know, you have to kind of step back and 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 give it a give it a breather. You know, because there is such a thing as too much. And I think uh, that injury showed me that that there is life outside of tennis, that there there are, you know, people that you have to have relationships with and there are things you have to nurture in life outside of you know your 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 field of of work you could say so um yeah I, i'm sorry i maybe i didn't answer your question no to- it kind of did. totally I, on the mark no but, but you definitely i mean focusing on one thing focusing it, on one thing sometimes can it can become obsessive yeah so having the break because of your ankle yes okay. yes, yes yeah so yeah. what was do you have a moment in college that you remember like oh yes i want to go pro after this for sure, yeah. It was it was junior year. I had been so this was um, the summer before my junior year. I won the, a college tournament, gave me a wild card into the biggest event in the fall. Um, I did really well there. I had one of my best wins there um, in, in the Tulsa tournament in Oklahoma. And then uh, that year, I started playing number one singles. Um, I had a great season. I played, you know, players from Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, the top top players and I was doing really well and I felt like wow this is this is happening I played my first pro event in that that January right before the season started and I made the quarterfinals um and so you know everything was everything was was building the momentum was building and I felt like yeah this is this is what I want yeah oh my gosh so did you declare pro right after you graduated um well I guess you know like you mentioned, you know, you're doing an internship now. A lot of the guys on my team, and a lot of guys in in, in college period, a lot of college athletes, um, you know, a lot of them know that that either their sport isn't viable for professional afterwards. Like a lot of the lacrosse players, like pro lacrosse, isn't really a thing. So, the, their junior year, they're taking internships, or their senior year, they're taking internships. I mean, the summer before. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of my teammates were doing that and and interning and stuff like that. But for me, it was always tennis, tennis, tennis. So. Um, I guess you could say I knew I knew junior year that was the way to go. That's very cool. So kind of yeah. getting into that, let's talk about pro tennis. So what is it like? Can you give a rundown of an average day in the life of a pro tennis player? Oh well, I mean, now that I've been doing all this training with with TJ, it's it's been honestly more than it has been in the past. I mean, you know, I wake up, I uh, I get up pretty early. Um, 
What would you say? What time do you wake up at? Probably like six in Palm Springs. Partly because it's so hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> By nine o'clock, it's already a hundred degrees, so you kind of have no choice. But oh, that sounds terrible. But uh, but but even even if it wasn't for the heat, I'd probably still get up early because uh, I have to do my morning workout. Then I'll usually have a hit for two or two and a half hours. I'll come back. I'll do my post practice routine. What's your post practice routine? It's just say? it's more um. It's more of the stuff that TJ has been giving me, like uh, again, like body weight exercises, like uh, active stretching, um, like some strength exercises. So, and and it's like throughout the day, I have to I have to like check the boxes, you could say. Um, yeah, like, you were showing me your Apple Watch last night. You yeah. got your things in, and you move like so much throughout the day. I was yeah. blown away. Yeah, I mean that's just it's just what I do. But um, but yeah, I'm up early. I, I have my yeah, like I said, my fitness, then my tennis, and then. You know, I'll have a little rest, and then I'll probably go for another workout. It'll be my main workout of the day. Mm-hmm. Before and after tennis is like a like a pre and post, so it's like a it's like mini. Okay. But in the afternoons, I'll have like a big workout, and um, and then at night I have like a mini workout as well. Oh my god! But sometimes, sometimes like that that's when I'm in training mode. Sometimes if I'm on the road, I'll I'll take advantage of the fact that there'll be more players. So if I'm let's say you know like here in San Diego the other day I had uh, two practices in one day so I'll do maybe uh, a couple of mini workouts mm-hmm. and two practices instead of you know one practice and one big workout. How how much would you say you work out like per day? How many hours? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to put like a like a number on it, but probably like you mean with addition to tennis? Yes, or, with or, tennis. Or, or, or with tennis. With tennis. Yeah. Probably like five, six, or seven hours. Yeah. When you, when you add up everything together, like That's the stretching, so the, the the preparation, the the cool down, everything. I don't know yeah. how you find the motivation to keep going throughout the day. I'm always exhausted after like yeah. my one hour. Work. But I guess like it is your job, and you are a pro tennis yeah, player. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. One, once it's your job, like you you kind of have no choice. But but yeah, in the afternoons, I'll I'll like go for a coffee or a nap and and uh, like recharge because because the second half of the day is is still to come. You know. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what is the best and worst thing about being a pro tennis player, would you say? Best and worst thing? I mean, uh, yeah, again, that, that quote, like, I keep going back to it, but the fact that tennis, there's always something new. Mm-hmm. There's always something new. So, you, like, we talked about this yesterday. I had a great practice, right? Mm-hmm. Today, not so much. Tomorrow, something new is in front of me. I, I was talking to your dad the other night about, oh, I'm sorry, I tapped the mic. Um, about finance and he was talking about how, how there's always something new to tackle every day it's never the same so with tennis you're always playing a different opponent and even if you're playing the same opponent just just out of chance you might not be that same person two days later you know you might be a little more exhausted you might be going through something with your girlfriend you might be you know on the phone with your mom before your match and and she tells you oh something's happened in the family there's always something to adjust to so <laughs> The best thing about it is there's always a fresh challenge, but the worst thing about it is, is also kind of that because at some point you want to be able to say, ah, I've got it, you know, I've done it, box checked, mm-hmm. trophy received, mm-hmm. I can relax, but there's really no time to relax. There's We play tennis all year round. Uh, it's not like a, like there's an off season really, so there's always something. There's always something, whether it's the last tournament of the year and then you're going into your off season. Uh, for a couple of weeks before January kicks up again, there's always something to do. There's always training to do. There's always mental training to be done. There's, there's you never stop. You never stop. Speaking of going back to what you said about like being on the phone with your mom or something, how do you just 
com- like combat with distractions like that are you pro like m- like blackout of like your phone technology i guess like do you know what i'm saying yeah so so tom and i have talked about this a lot he talks about it being like kind of a bubble mm-hmm. so when i was a junior we, we did a much more extreme version of this because it was just us and and i didn't have a girlfriend or anything like that but um a junior it, in high school Right, right. Okay. Junior and senior in high school. Okay, yeah. I was like, you meant at least your junior year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, but um, so so we would yeah we would shut my phone off, no distractions, total focus on. Was tennis. this before a match or? But like during tournaments. So when I would be in training mode, I would like talk to people, and but other than that, I was kind of kind of isolated. And oh, we did wow. that on purpose so that so that there was nothing standing in my way. These days, it's a little different now that I've been to college I've you know like I said I've tasted real life I, I I have friends outside of tennis that I keep in touch with so so I I, I don't veer off into self-isolation quite mm-hmm. as much but but I'll I'll like before my match I'll shut my phone off I'll um I try to do meditation in the mornings to clear my mind um uh, and I try to save uh whether it's talking to Elise or talking to my parents or talking to my friends for after after the day's done mm-hmm. you know in the evenings when I can uh, put, te- put tennis aside for a couple of hours. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I was gonna say it's so like in the morning. Um, yeah, you just shut your phone off completely. Completely. Well, I always on, wonder on, that on a day like today, on a training day, no, because there are things I have to. There are things I have to do. You know, but 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 if it's a match, then mm-hmm. then yeah, I'd like to shut my phone off at least thirty minutes before, if not if not if not more. I always and, wonder um, that. I'm always because especially in like technology with social media and yeah. everything. Like yeah, it's 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 really easy to get overwhelmed. You know, and, and especially when the tour is is normally going on mm-hmm. there's always a match going on somewhere in that the you're world. wanting to keep yourself updated exactly on. exactly so so it's so often you see players at tournaments and they're always on their phones looking at match scores from like china or greece or turkey or uh wherever really because everyone always wants to be in the know you know oh i i won today so i'm gonna go up and oh he won today so he's also going up so it's this it's this it's this kind of like rat race Almost, I I don't want to put it in those terms, but everyone's always always competing, you know. Whether it's whether it's even even just uh, following matches, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the biggest thing you've learned from being a professional tennis player? Um, biggest thing that I've learned um, that honestly, there's just as many guys who are as good as I am, if not a lot better. Mm-hmm. And that's very humbling, mm-hmm. and it really makes you look yourself in the mirror and say, "Do I have what it takes?" And you know, a lot of people come to the conclusion that they don't, and they stop after a couple of years. But, but I'm gonna give it a you know, uh, two to three good solid years before I, I I make any any decisions about about the future. For now, tennis is what I'm doing, and I guess. Um, yeah, that, that humbling experience of, you know, you, you work so hard, you train so hard, and you don't quite perform as well as you would like in a tournament, it's tough. Um, basically, what you have to do is go back to what's worked in the past, you know, reevaluate with your coach, um, take good advice, and and try to apply it moving forward. It, it, it teaches you that, 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 you know, if you ever get cocky, there's always someone to knock you down. So the best thing to do is to stay humble, keep working hard, and 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 hope for the best. Um, I completely lost my train of thought again. No, it's fine. Okay, pause for a moment. 
Um, sorry, while I remember my train of thought, um, is there something you specifically do in tennis that keeps you sane, keeps you motivated? Oh, that's my question. Ooh. How do you, because tennis is like the thing you love the most in life. Yeah. Is it hard knowing that it's your full-time job now? It, does that take away the love for it at all? Or do you think that, is it hard to distinguish, like, this is something I love, but I'm also be a professional at it? No, I, I don't know. I feel very lucky because, I mean, e even with, you know, what we're going through now with the shutdowns, with coronavirus, it's, I mean, I'm able to go outside and play and train and, and stay active. A lot of my friends who've graduated college are taking, you know, office jobs, uh, working in the city in San Francisco and New York, and, and most of them don't really like it. Um, they, they love being active and they love, you know, they love reliving the glory days and talking about, oh, remember when we played this match and this match and... I feel very lucky that I'm able to still stay active and 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 say this is what I'm doing. I, I don't. Many people don't have that. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess kind of going back to that with like something you love. Is there anything you specifically do to keep you sane, like motivated when it comes to playing tennis? Like the biggest thing. Re oh, sorry, I didn't. No, to you, cut you, you off. I, did, I was gonna cut you off. Oh, no. oh, oh. The it has been meditation. Meditation recently. Um, it's funny. I was doing a lot of meditation back when uh, coronavirus started. And I kind of fell off, um, but now I've gotten back to it again. And it's so good to do in the mornings. Uh, it centers you. Uh, it keeps you sane. It keeps things in perspective. Um, and it's just a little bit of quiet time, you know? How did you get into doing that? Um, I had a Headspace account for a while, but I, I hadn't been using it. And when, when, like I said, when coronavirus first started, I figured, okay, you know, this is this would be a good time to, to start that back up again. Very nice. Yeah. Um... Can you talk about any rough patches you kind of hit in your tennis career? Because I feel like for people that don't, like, live the life of a pro athlete. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. When you were talking about, like, a rough patch you went through, I was like, oh, well, he's a pro tennis player. They never go through rough patches. But can yeah. you kind of talk about that and, like, how you got through it, what it was like for you? No. I mean, to the contrary, we all go through rough patches. <coughs> um, we all go through rough patches. Even, like I mentioned, my friend Maxime, who's, who's getting ready to play the U.S. Open, I mean... Even this year, I mean, such highs and such lows. You know, you win a tournament, and then the next week you lose in the first round. That in itself is a little mini rough patch. Um, but for me, probably it was last year. Um, you know, I'd been playing all summer, all fall, um, and just things just were not clicking. You know, I had big expectations for myself after college, like thinking, okay, like boom, this is this is, we're gonna do this here. We're gonna make our mark, like fresh out of college, and it didn't happen that way. And, um, you know, that fall, I was really having a lot of doubts, uh, like anxiety ridden matches, just coming out there like, like a deer in headlights. And it was very, very, very frustrating. The thing about it though, is when, if you can get past that and if you can overcome those stretches and they, they can last for months, I was telling you, I mean, I, honestly, it started probably in whatever, September, October of 2019. And it lasted all the way through February of this year you know, that, that kind of, like, confidence bug. And it can take a while to get over that, but once you do, you feel amazing. What do you learn from those rough patches? Um, again, that that sometimes, you know, maybe what you've been doing isn't isn't working, and you have to reevaluate, you have to reassess, you have to you have to be, get creative. You know, a strategy isn't working, and, and maybe that's a strategy that you've been using for the last five years, but, you know, it's just not working. It, it's about acceptance, mm -hmm. moving on, and, 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 
and looking to the future. Very nice. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to college really quickly. Sure. I so you said that once you got a real taste of the quote unquote real world, yeah. you kind of experienced life as like a normal kid quote unquote. Right. Can you kind of talk about finding yourself in college and just branching out? Because you've always you've told me like you were very shy when you came into college. You didn't really know. Not like not not know how to talk to people, but you were very in, introverted. So yeah. can you kind of talk about finding yourself and branching out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, like I mentioned, like in New York, like I, I said, I, like I was in middle school and high school, and and so I was quote unquote normal from that perspective. But you know, the moment oh, the ghost is back, <laughs> the the moment I would get out of school, you know, it was straight to practice, straight to training, hours in the car, hours of training. So for a long, long, long time. Um, the, the people I knew best were, you know, my parents, my coaches, and, and, um, and you know, my, the people advising me, you could say. And they were all adults. They were all adults. Uh, uh, probably 20 to 30% of the time, I was actually hanging out with kids my age from, like, 12 to 17. So when I got to college and when I finally saw, wow, like, there are 18 year olds like sitting next to me it's not just tom in the room with me it's not just my parents it's not other coaches it was a big big shock um um i'm sorry i i, I went off topic but um no you didn't oh w- w- remind me w- what what exactly you asked i kind of just asked like finding yourself in oh, college. finding yourself yeah. exactly exactly so so once i once i tasted the fact that yeah i'm, I'm surrounded with kids my age and I, and I let myself enjoy that and you know going to parties and and uh, just hanging out and, and not doing tennis, not doing school. Um, you know, you, you, you develop your interests. You know, I, I, I was really into my classes. I was really into philosophy and reading and, um, and thinking about new ideas. And, and uh, you know, I had a couple girlfriends. And then, and then I met Elise. I mean, um, uh, again, that, that was around a time when, when I was becoming, like, you could say a bit obsessed with tennis. And I needed to step back a little bit. And... Um, you know, like I said, there's life. There's life outside of tennis. The day will come. You know, un- unfortunately, where I'm gonna have to hang up the sticks. You know, as, as it does with everyone. E- even Roger Federer, who's 40 and he's still going, he's he's gonna retire one day. It's it's for everyone. All all good things come to an end. So, um, I guess I guess realizing that that there were things outside of tennis was really important because then it it allowed me to actually appreciate tennis more. It stopped being a burden. It stopped being something I had to do. It started becoming something I chose to do. Like like I mentioned, that junior year when I decided to really pursue this professionally, like before that it was like, you know, I'm on the team, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm going to practice, I'm doing my workouts. But the love wasn't there. I don't want to say love. That sounds cliche. But but it's like the passion wasn't there. Um, but um, once it becomes like a choice and like, and like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Like this is this – this is what I'm waking up. This is what I'm doing. It becomes much more um, self-empowering. You know, you, you no longer feel like you're a, what is it? Like, how does the expression go? A cog in the, in the matrix or something like a, like a little part of a, of a bigger wheel. It, it, it becomes, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. And it's, and it gives you a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. So. How did Elise help you with that? Do you think? Yeah. So Elise, so um, again, she, she just showed me that, that, there were so many other things outside of tennis that, that I could enjoy, and Elise is very artistic. Um, she's super into movies. She's super into music. She's super into art. Uh, she's just doing a studio art minor at Notre Dame she now. She is incredibly talented at art. Yes. I was blown away she's by her fantastic. paintings. She's fantastic. She's, she's so, so, so talented. Um, 
um, so she showed me, you know, that 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 you know, that it it, it would, it's fine to to hang out with your friends. It's fine to 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 talk about things outside of tennis. It's it's fine to maybe uh, not want to do that all the time. It's it's fine to have good deep talks with your family. It's fine to. Um, you know, go down the rabbit hole on YouTube every now and then, and, and just watch Enjoy videos life. and watch videos of whatever you think is interesting. It's it's fine to watch an episode of TV, you know, a couple nights a week. It, it, it's it's not it's not um, it's not bad, you know. And 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 I think that you have to do that. You have to do that. Like we talked about, any obsession can become very detrimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, I've never thought about. The mindset of like it's not okay to do these things because like I've always had the mindset of like at the end of the day I'm gonna watch one episode of Netflix whether it's like yeah. Shit's Creek or The OC or something, and so having that mindset of like it, like you didn't allow yourself to do it right. is so crazy to right. me. Right, right. Like we had a piece of fudge last night or, or two nights ago, and like <laughs> like like uh, usually I don't you were even, freaking out about it. Yeah, I don't allow myself to do a lot of these things because because the mindset is like you know that could potentially impact my performance. You know, or, 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 or that guy who I'm about to play, you know, he's been doing everything right. Like, is that going to make a difference? So all these things, you know, they matter. So, 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 you, you, so you kind of sometimes overthink things and think, you know, a ch- piece of chocolate is going to kill me, but it's not. Yeah. And then yeah. before we get into some Instagram questions, you guys asked, what would you not be, do- what would you be doing if it was not for tennis? You mean if I had like never picked up a racket or if, you or if I just stopped it, today? Yeah. If you stopped in college. If I stopped in college. Well, and uh, if you never picked up a racket. I mean, who knows, I guess. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, um, I don't know. In college, like I mentioned, we, we did a lot of reading. I was a liberal arts major, and, and we studied the classics. And I even did uh, a bunch of theater classes, and I really enjoyed that. So I would probably be um, reading, writing, um, uh, studying, um Maybe doing acting, maybe doing, um, you know, more, uh, more, more of that kind of stuff. That's very cool. And yeah. so now I kind of want to get into some Instagram questions you guys sure, asked. Sure, sure. Um, we got some great ones. So kicking off, kind of similar. If you didn't play tennis, what sport would you play? Yeah, soccer. I, I used to play soccer when I was young, and it's funny, I didn't really like it. But when I got to college, I saw, like... The workouts those guys were doing <laughs> i saw that team camaraderie like i saw the just how popular the game was i saw how like lively and free all those guys were and how like relaxed they were and and how you know ultimately all they do is kick balls around and so i don't know it, it, it just i think that'd be so cool yeah yeah i hated <laughs> soccer i was not gonna <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. there's always my parents always this memory of like me being goalie and like a PB five year old game allowed like I think twenty goals and like crying in the gold net or whatever. But yeah. no, yeah, soccer players, I mean their workouts look really intense. They're in incredible shape. You're you're tall, so I think like I don't know, like if I saw you on the street and it I It would be harder for me. Okay, yeah. but if I saw you on the street and I didn't, you know, you played tennis, I would assume you were a basketball player. Right. I get there or a, a lot. soccer yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. Oh, so, or soccer? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you look like a soccer player. Maybe it's like the Russian in you. I don't Ooh, know. Okay. I don't okay. know. You just have the soccer player vibe to yourself. Got but it, got knowing it. that you're a tennis player, I'm like, there's no way he did anything else but tennis. Yeah. yeah. But um, what is something you're passionate about that no one knows? This doesn't mean like not your girlfriend, but like I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. something that's well, a little more unique. Yeah, like I, I love to just read all, all kinds of different books and, and, and expand my mind. And Do you have so. any recommendations? Yeah. Um, what are you reading right now at the moment, Alex? Right here is the one I'm about to start. 
Eckhart Tolle. Um, this is his second book. It's the um, sequel to The Power of Now. Um, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's been writing for the last 20 years. He's, uh, you can look him up. He's been on Oprah. He's been That's on so cool. all these things. He sold millions of books. He's, he's very, um, he's very like guruish. He's very calming and he's German and he has a funny accent, but, but his message is so good and I really recommend it for oh, everyone. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's called The Power of Now. Okay, I've, he- yeah. I've definitely heard of it. I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what else do you like to do besides philosophy? Besides yeah, philosophy and reading, that sounds so nerdy. Um, I don't know. I, I love uh, going on YouTube and, and No, you're up, forgetting uh, the thing you wrote down that I, I need you to do. Yeah, the actor impersonation. He said he has a really good bat- Batman, was it? No, the Joker, yeah. Can you please do it? Do we have to? Yes, you wrote it down on the outline. I wrote it, so that means I'm committed? Yes. Oh, my have goodness. Have you done it for Elise? I have. And, so and, do and, it for the listeners. No! It's, you're <laughs> Elise is going to listen to this as well. No, come on. Seriously? Yes. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. This is this is awful. Okay. All right. Suspend suspend reality for a second. Okay. <laughs> Let's wind the clocks back a year. These cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. What 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 happened? J- j- Jabal's drop off. Hmm. Ooh. I know. It's the Batman. <laughs> um, I've never seen a single Batman movie You've or any never seen Joker the Dark movie. Knight? No, I have not. No, but not. I love that line when he's he's taunting this this group of uh the, like thugs. There's like they're having this like secret meeting in this bunker and they have this Chinese businessman on the TV and he comes in and he's like he like doesn't give a doesn't give a damn and he's like <laughs> What happened? Your, your balls drop off. He's like he's like taunting these guys with like guns, and he's like, I don't care. I'm I've never to, seen a Batman movie, I'm but to, I'm sure that was. Yeah, a, yeah. I you should do that for for um the boyfriend. I don't say his name on the podcast oh, for privacy reasons. He I, loves Batman. And I stuff. can't believe you just had me do that, but okay. You have to do it again. Will you be here this weekend after your I'll tournaments? Be here. Okay, I'm well, gonna. I'll, I'm leaving on Sunday. Ugh, oh, gonna miss my living best friend. Right, what do you, what right. am I gonna do with with myself? <laughs> You'll have to do it for the boyfriend before. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you like actor impersonations. Can you do any more? How about no, no. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I guess that's the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you regret playing college tennis and not going pro faster? No, no, not at all. Um, we, we, well, we talked about this. Like, uh, when I was 17, 18, like, um, I just wasn't ready. So, so looking back, it's it's easy to to look and say, oh my goodness, you know, had I started earlier, I would have been here and there. And then you and then you go down this dark hole of of comparing yourself and saying, oh, I played tennis with this guy when he was sixteen and we were the same. How come I'm not where he is? But but none of that is productive. None of it is. Um, I wasn't ready. That's the truth. And so trying to revise history and 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 paint this this picture of, of how things would have been different is just useless. Yeah. Um, who would you say are your biggest supporters? Yeah, definitely Elise, uh, my parents. Uh, Did she go to every single match when you were dating? Uh, that she could? That she could, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I felt like, you know, if, if she didn't want to go, I wasn't going to drag her there. But I, but she liked it, so so it was nice. Aww. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Elise, uh, my coach Tom, who's been around for eight years, uh, 
and everyone from New York is always giving me support, uh, especially when they see I have a good win or something. They're always like sending me nice messages. Uh, my friend Maxime, uh, my family, you know, and yeah, you and, and, <laughs> and you know, just other people I meet. So yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so I'm like yeah. reading one of the things you wrote. Um, what is the th- what are the things you do in your free time? Um, yeah, so well, at least and I watch Netflix at night, or like I've been, or I've been watching Money Heist on my own. But yeah, the, actually, this past month I've been fooling around a lot on Robin Hood. What is Robin Hood? The Robin movie? Hood? No, 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 no. Um, well, Robin Hood, it's the story of the, what he stole from the rich oh, and gave my, to the poor. Oh, my favorite Disney movie of all time is the Robin Hood yeah. Disney. Ro- I yeah. made Nick watch it over the weekend. Yeah, he loved yeah, it. yeah. So, so, but it's a, it's an investing platform. Oh. So you, you can go in and, like, buy stocks and, like, and, like. Oh, uh, wait, that's so cool. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of that. So that's why, because, because, because that's why I was talking to your dad the other day. Yeah. Because he's in finance. So, it's, it's super interesting for me. Oh, like, okay. Uh, buying stocks and, uh, and there's all these kind of, like wacky gambles you can do and my friend is super into it and we talk about like uh how the market's doing and like, that's not what i thought yeah. it was but no 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 <laughs> you know what i'm thinking i think i think i know now yeah <laughs> no, I, was like, oh. I was like this is like that's gonna no i don't no, want to no, hear no. that no um and then you like reading philosophy can you kind of talk about the philosophy classes you took in college because they sounded really cool yeah well i was in the what's called the program of liberal studies at notre dame um it's like um, basically like an all-encompassing uh, like liberal arts education, but more than just you know reading Shakespeare. I mean, we we went all the way back to ancient China, ancient Greece, uh, and we read practically anyone who you can think of as like a like a like a famous writer or any like philosopher or any any famous politician like Julius Caesar or Aristotle or Plato or Shakespeare or Martin Luther King anyone of note we we read their stuff and we read their their scientific discourses and their treatises on life and their advice on on how to live the best life and 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 their uh diatribes and their arguments and all that stuff so who is your favorite philosopher um i don't know probably plato interesting yeah you just can't go wrong. I mean, he, he he's he's he, they they say he's like the father of Western philosophy. He's the goat. He's the goat. goat. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I I find I find that weird calling Plato the goat. But, but yeah, I mean, he he wrote about everything that you could possibly ever imagine. He's so influential. Um, and I, I mean, you you you. I'm sure you read Plato in college. It's part yeah. of every curriculum, you know. Oh it's, yeah. Yeah, and and his especially his like more wacky wacky concepts or I, th- I think are super interesting very cool um next question they have is what is the most important aspect of playing pro tennis besides being good at the sport yeah it's definitely the mental game definitely because because at, at, at this level or even or even in college e- even in junior tennis i mean any level there's always players who are just as good as you who can who can hit just as well as you can hit who can hit even better than you can hit so it's about finding the way to not allow them to play their game and outsmarting them and, and holding your nerve when things might not be going too well. You know, because sometimes there'll be matches when you're losing and you have to come back. And that's that's huge. I could never be a pro tennis player. I <laughs> I have like... You, you, yeah, at one point you were on the way to be a, a pro figure skater. Yeah, that's way different. Like, <laughs> have your, Has your audience heard about that or... That's way in the past, Alex. Oh, that's another on. life. That's another no, life. Okay, it's yeah. another life. Yeah. But 
No, like when I play recreational, like low stakes, like with my mom, if I'm down like three one, I'm like, this is over. Like I'm done. Like I have the worst mental out. Like obviously yeah. there are days where I'm good with it and like I come back, but I'm not very good at that aspect. And I have always struggled with that in like sports in general. Um, like in ice skating, I would see like one girl who's my age doing a jump that was better than me, and like, well, that's it. I'm not getting anywhere in life. Yeah. So, yeah, just something I've struggled with. But um, this next question, someone asked you, said you have a story for it. So, who yeah. do you look up to in the sport of tennis? Definitely Roger Federer. Um, the go, yeah. Actually, I'm a Djokovic gal. I, you know what? Me too. I, I lo- love Djokovic. love Novak because I think. I think he's the most complete player. Besides his COVID stuff, he did. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> that, that, that's definitely questionable. But, <laughs> but I love jo- Djokovic. My parents are huge Federer people. Yeah, and yeah. All. Well, Djokovic's game is just he's it's incredible. So, he, uh, he, he he has all the bases covered. <laughs> uh, offense, defense. You know, he's so flexible. You see him sliding. He's doing full splits nice to look on the at court. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice, yeah. Nice eye candy for the Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's... He's very insanely insane. fit. Oh, and, yeah. And he's just so mentally strong. Great Twitter follow, I have to say. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter. But, um, but Roger, I mean, he's he's so classy. He's so uh, Such charming. Such a gentleman. He's, uh, he's involved in so many charities. He's, uh, he's done so much outside of tennis and also for tennis. You know, just his image. You know, you look around... You say the name Roger Federer, everyone knows who that is. Oh, yeah. He's, he's done... He, he, he Him and Rafael Nadal... I think it was the end of last year, uh, sold out a stadium in South Africa. Actually, they, they did a thing with Bill Gates and Trevor Noah. Oh, yeah, It was yeah. like a play for South Africa yeah, or something. Yeah. They, they packed a crowd of 60,000 people, which is like the biggest tennis. The ghost thing. is back. Sorry. The ghost keeps coming. The the They packed a crowd of, yeah, 60,000, which is the biggest venue of tennis ever, ever, ever. You know, and they raised so much for charity. He's done tours through South America uh, I think a year or two ago with with he, another tennis player, he he does just so much and he's um he's very um he's very generous. He's a very good guy. So what's your cool yeah. story you have? Well, yeah. So this is back in I want to say 2008. Um, so I would have been 11 years old, and this is so he was he was he was about to win his fifth U.S. Open. This this was leading up to to the tournament. How old were you at this time? I was eleven. Okay, you were yeah. a little teeny bopper. Yep. And my coach, um, his cousin. So my old coach is from Argentina. His cousin was was uh, coaching uh, a top player at the time. So, Claudia. Can you was, say who? Yeah, yeah. He was coaching uh, Gasquet and Maritzaf. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Claudia was able to get me a, a pass, like a credential to go in and and and. and experience you know the players area and and see all these top guys like up and up close and personal so i'll never forget this uh it's like the end of the day i've, I've been getting autographs from nadal and erotic venus and serena like coming up to them like like shaking <laughs> like can you please sign my autograph like like oh like, i bet were they all really nice oh yeah yeah they, they, they were all so nice and especially because i was in with a credential they knew that like I wasn't just like a random stranger. Yeah, like, I wasn't you... like harassing them. Yeah, right. So, so after a long day of gathering autographs and just being um, stunned, really, um, I go in and Roger is sitting down with I, I can't remember who, but it probably was his agent and his team. And this was like six o'clock at night, and there was no one else there. He had the whole room to himself. This is the U.S. Open was this, the layout was all different back then, um, and I'll never forget it. Like I like look through the curtain and 
he's there, and I'm like trembling. I'm like shaking. I mean, this is like the god of tennis, like 10 feet away from me. Crazy. So, like, he notices me, and then, like, I, like, do a little wave, and I, like... like <laughs> I can I, see, I, like, 11-year-old you, yeah, like, and I'm, like, behind and I'm, like, a curtain. And I'm, like, like so sorry for interrupting. Like, can I please have your autograph? Like, and he was in the middle of a business meeting, but, like, he took the time. Like, he gave me a wink. He shook my hand. He signed my do little magazine. No, no pictures. I, that would have been too much. But, but, um, but, yeah, he, he shook my hand. He did all that, and, and he smiled, and, and he was, like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then uh, I was also there with Claudio's daughter, and she was, like, seven years old at the time i was 11 she was and she she was even nervous more nervous than i was she was like freaking out and he he also called her over he gave her a little signature so i mean when when, when a player is able to do that when you're number one in the world and you're able to stop what you're doing you still have his autograph somewhere it's still in that magazine and i hope my mom better not have thrown it out (laughs) it better still be there i wonder if he remembers you like have you seen have you ever met him since yeah there's no no It'd way. be so funny if one day, like, you're, I mean, you're maybe. number one. And, Honestly, like, well, who knows? I mean, maybe. And he's there, like, as a guest at the U.S. Open. You're like, I <laughs> met you when I was 11. Like, no, <laughs> That would be pretty cool. All yeah. I'm asking is I get a credential if you become number one in the world. Will do, will do. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and to end off our questions, what is the biggest thing tennis has taught you? Yeah, you got to stay present. Things are always changing. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like they always say, like, like tennis kind of, like, mirrors life life mirrors tennis because you know you can be up in a match and you can start thinking about victory and you'll lose you know you can blow a big lead just because you you lose focus of what's in front of you and you start thinking about oh my ranking and oh what will happen if I win this match oh my mom will be so happy oh my coach will be so proud you know and when you when when it becomes less about the actual playing and more about the consequences of winning or losing that's when you lose it so always got to stay present yes that's a good note to end on alex thank you so much for joining me today in my lovely guest house i hope you're not sweating i'm getting hungry i just have to say as well i want dinner Dinner time is coming oh thank goodness gotta get your thai food order but thank you guys so much for listening today i hope you enjoyed alec if you wanted to be on again let me know and i will harass him to come and visit me for another round this was fun thank you so much it's like over an hour long that that, that, that impersonation was embarrassing if you had had given me more time i uh, asked you if you could do it beforehand you're like no and then i was like no i didn't think you were serious i'm gonna put on the spot you know oh you put me on the spot let's hope other podcasts don't ask you to do the impersonation what? Let's hope other podcasts oh, go on. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll do it better. I'll rehearse. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, he has to go get a workout in, so Thanks, yeah. he's, you know, pro tennis player life. I am going to go order Thai food for us and sit on the couch and watch yeah. TV. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to Less Toasted today. I'm your host, Danielle. We, we will be back with Taylor next week when she is also settled in. And I hope you have a great rest of your Monday or whenever you're listening to this. Cheers.